Stand by. Oh, what's up, smarty people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, Keys Dan Show, an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. Also, if you'd like to tell your story or hear the stories of others, I encourage you to check out my other podcast. It's called What Makes You Famous. Find it everywhere using the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Now, on with the show. Today on the program, some interesting facts from interestingfacts.com. Man, do I like that website. It's becoming one of my favorite websites, filling my head with knowledge. Make sure you head over to interestingfacts.com and sign up for their email, and you'll get some interesting facts in your email every day. Every day. (laughs) Today, I have six amazing facts about Cleopatra, the last pharaoh of Egypt. Cleopatra the seventh philopater is one of the most misunderstood figures in history a direct descendant of i think the p is silent p-t-o-l-e-m-e it's a ptolemy uh the first solder uh, a general and commander in alexander the great's legendary army cleopatra is famously known for being the last pharaoh of egypt and the paramour of roman generals julius caesar and Mark Antony. But Cleopatra's story is more complex than the world's most beautiful woman moniker, a statement that is likely untrue in the first place. <laughs> These six facts explore the life and the woman behind the famous name and reveal a much more complicated portrait than history or Hollywood portrays. Number one <laughs> Cleopatra isn't Egyptian. Although she ruled Egypt as Pharaoh from 51 BCE to 30 BCE, Cleopatra wasn't of Egyptian descent. She was instead Greek, specifically Macedonian. Cleopatra was the last of a line of rulers in the Ptolemaic uh, kingdom, a dynasty founded by her distant ancestor, Ptolemy uh, I Soter. While the kings of this dynasty often fashioned their names after its originator, Ptolemaic queens referred, uh, preferred names such as Arsinoe, uh, Bernice, uh, Berenice, and of course Cleopatra, uh, hence the seventh. She was the seventh Cleopatra. She wasn't even the first Cleopatra. Although Cleopatra wasn't ethnically Egyptian, she does hold the honorable distinction of being the only Ptolemaic ruler who could actually speak the Egyptian language, along with half a dozen or so other languages. Pretty smart cookie, huh? Number two. Cleopatra was a popular ruler. Historians have had difficulty assessing the legacy of a woman or accessing the legacy of a woman who, while singularly powerful during the ascent of the Roman Empire, has no surviving written words and scant contemporary accounts. From what experts and biographers can piece together, however, she she was popular among the Egyptian people. Her fluency in Egyptian certainly helped. And she used her 
patriotism to earn her people's affection. Cleopatra was known to commission portraits of herself in the classic Egyptian or pharaonic, pharaonic style, and one surviving papyrus dated 35 BCE, she is referred to as Philopatris, or she who loves her country. Plus, she garnered respect with her achievements. She reformed the monetary system, traded with Eastern nations, including Arabia, which made Egypt wealthy, and also allied with Roman factions to prevent Egypt from becoming a de facto possession of an expanding empire. Pretty cool. Uh, number three, Cleopatra was a victim of Roman propaganda. Uh, Cleopatra's legacy is so complicated because it tangles with historical biases against strong female rulers and the propaganda of early Roman Empire. Today, most people know Cleopatra as a seductress, one who had romances with two of the most powerful Roman leaders in the first century CE and who used her sex appeal to manipulate geopolitics in her favor. However, the source of many of these colorful tales is Octavian's, later Caesar Augustus, propaganda machine. He launched the equivalent of a fake news campaign to discredit the foreign queen and his rival Mark Antony. When Octavian proved victorious against Antony and Cleopatra at the Battle of Actium in 31 BCE, the victors became the authors of history, and it has been it has taken millennia for scholars to learn more about the real life of this fascinating final pharaoh. Yeah, thank you, thank you, scientists, thank you, historical philosophers, and and uh, and and uh, oh my goodness, that scholars, I appreciate you so much. Number four. Cleopatra was in Rome when Julius Caesar was assassinated. Most of the drama during the infamous Ides of March in 44 BCE took place at the theater of Pompeii, where Caesar, Julius Caesar, an emperor in all but name, was stabbed 23 times by Roman senators. But an untold side of the tale is that Cleopatra was in the city when Caesar was assassinated. Two years earlier, Caesar brought Cleopatra to Rome along with their son, Caesarion, and the foreign queen's presence in the capital was a sensation, especially when Caesar erected a statue of her in the temple of Venus Genetrix. While some Romans were suspicious of Cleopatra, she became a style icon for Roman women, many of whom adopted her pearl jewelry and hairdo. Although Cleopatra remained in Rome initially in an effort to solidify her son as Caesar's legitimate heir, the swift arrival of Octavian complicated matters, and she soon decamped for Egypt. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Number five. She likely didn't commit suicide by snake. The traditional story of uh, Cleopatra's demise is as follows. Upon seeing her inevitable and as Octavian approached Alexandria, Cleopatra purposefully led a venomous asp, likely the Egyptian cobra, uh, Naha Haji, Haji, Naha Haji, uh, N A J A H A J E, bite her breast. 
Although this dramatic episode is undoubtedly history's most famous suicide by snake, historians have a tough time squaring this made-for-Hollywood account with some biological realities. For one thing, the cobra is said to have been smuggled inside a fig basket, but Egyptologists and snake experts say a much larger serpent would have been needed to kill Cleopatra, along with her two handmaidens. Cobra attacks are also dry bites 90% of the time, meaning they rarely deliver deadly venom. Some historians believe that Cleopatra probably died by poison instead, likely hemlock mixed with wolvesbane and opium. All right. Thanks again, scholars. Number six. 1963's Cleopatra is one of the most expensive Hollywood films of all time. The life of Cleopatra, or rather Rome's colorful version of it, has inspired works of art for centuries, not the least of which was William Shakespeare's tragedy, Antony and Cleopatra, written about around 1606. However, the most grandiose retelling of Cleopatra's life and one that had a profound impact on her legacy is the 1963 film Cleopatra, starring Elizabeth Taylor in the titular role and also continuing the beautiful seductress's trope. The film was originally budgeted at $2 million, but the cost ballooned to an unprecedented, at the time, $44 million dollars about 430 million dollars in today's money although it was the biggest hit in theaters that year the outsized cost of the film still made it a financial disaster for 20th century fox the film's failure also put the sword to any other future future historical epics on a similar scale and there's some amazing facts about cleopatra the last pharaoh of Egypt. For more facts and other stuff that that, uh, that I'm interested in learning, and hopefully you are as well, stick around. Also, if you'd like to tell your story or hear the stories of others, I encourage you to check out my other podcast. It's called What Makes You Famous. Find it everywhere using the hashtag What Makes You Famous. That's it for this edition of Keys Dan Show. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace.